0: It's time for the Ship Report, the show about all things maritime. I'm Joanne Rideout. It's Thursday, June sixteenth, two 2016. We have 17 vessels on today's Columbia River ship schedule. In our marine weather forecast, we have south winds 5 to 10 knots, wind waves south 1 foot at 4 seconds apart, westerly swells 5 feet at 10 seconds, and we have a secondary swell happening today from the southwest, 3 feet high at 17 seconds apart, and showers and isolated thunderstorms. Uh, are possible today with small hail so another exciting weather day like we had earlier in the week um, is possible today. That secondary swell shows you that there can be numerous kinds of um, forces acting out there in the ocean. We generally have those wind waves caused by the local winds, whatever's happening, usually some somewhat from the west, but could be from any direction depending on the weather. Westerly swells coming in from further out to sea from as far away as Japan, but then there could be other things happening that could send a swell from a different direction from further out to sea. And today we're going to talk about the evolving use of drones in the maritime industry and the laws different countries have about them. But first, let's take a look at our Columbia River ship schedule for the day. We have uh, six inbounders, five in the Astoria anchorage, and six outbound ships heading downriver and out to sea. Our first arrival in the river is the Mount Owen. She's arriving from Japan, headed for Vancouver, Washington. She's going there to pick up copper concentrate. She'll pass Astoria early this morning around 6.30 a.m. You might see her in Vancouver by around uh, midday, around noontime. The tug C-SPAN King is arriving from Vancouver, B.C., headed for Astoria's fuel docks. You might see her there. At about 7 a.m., we have a cruise ship in town. The Crystal Serenity is arriving from San Francisco, and she's headed for the port of Astoria, of course, and she will arrive there maybe by about 7.30 this morning. The TN Sunrise is our next inbounder. She's arriving from Japan, headed for Astoria's anchorage. She's going upriver to pick up weed eventually. She'll arrive in the anchorage in early afternoon. Around 1:30 p.m., the America Greca is arriving from Vancouver, B.C., headed for Astoria's anchorage, going there upriver to eventually to pick up wheat, but she'll stop in the anchorage for a while there off Astoria's downtown waterfront. Arriving there at about 6:30 p.m. today, and the Pixis leader is a car carrier that comes into the river fairly often. She's there today, arriving from Japan, headed for Portland. She has brand new Toyotas on board. She'll pass Astoria around 8:30 p.m., arriving in Portland around 2 a.m. on Friday. In the Astoria Anchorage, we have the Devon Gate, a bulk carrier there in the Anchorage, headed for Portland to pick up weed at about 1 a.m. She'll arrive in Portland maybe by about 7 a.m. The other four ships in the Anchorage are all awaiting orders. Uh, the Hanton Trader 5, the Crimson Kingdom, the Pan Amber, and the London 2012. In our outbounders, we have the new inspiration, a bulk carrier leaving Portland with wheat on board at about 10 a.m. She'll pass Astoria around 4 o'clock this afternoon outbound. The Yvonne is leaving Portland, carrying soda ash around noontime, passing Astoria outbound around 6 p.m. The Medi-Salerno is leaving Kalama carrying corn, soy, or wheat, leaving there around noontime, passing Astoria around 5 p.m. The Dionysus Leader is leaving Vancouver. She's a car carrier with Subarus on board, leaving around 3 p.m., passing Astoria outbound around 9 p.m. The Colorado Highway, another car carrier. This time this one is leaving Portland. She has Hondas on board, and she'll be leaving around 3 p.m., passing Astoria outbound around 9 p.m. And the Westwood Rainier is that warehouser owned ship with a green hull um, and a gantry crane assembly on top. Makes her look kind of boxy. She's leaving Longview carrying could-be newsprint paper around 6 p.m., passing Astoria outbound around 9.30 this evening. Well, I want to share a story with you about a ship that used a drone in the Suez Canal and got in a bunch of trouble for it, and a little bit about how ships are using drones. Lots of times we hear drones in the context of, say, Google delivering things by drones or military uses for them, but they are becoming used more and more in the maritime industry for just ordinary things on ships that are they're quite valuable for that. So let me just tell you a little bit about this story, share a little bit of it with you. It's from uh, gcaptain.com. A recent interview... Incident involving a drone in the Suez Canal is causing a marine insurance company to warn over the use of drones on board vessels. The p Club Guard, that's the name of the insurance company, issued an alert to its members last week after one of its vessels was detained following the launch of a drone in order to photograph the vessel proceeding through the Suez Canal. The club did not identify the vessel, but says that shortly after the drone was launched, The master of the ship, the captain, was contacted by the Suez Canal Authority and told to drop anchor. During a subsequent inspection, Egyptian authorities confiscated the drone and its memory card, and the vessel was detained in anticipation of further investigations. The insurance company is now using the incident to demonstrate the unintended and sometimes serious consequences of launching drones from vessels, particularly when in port or sailing within a country's territorial waters although the intention when launching the drone was simply to document the vessel proceeding through the canal this quote innocent act unquote may have been considered a threat to national security by the egyptian military forces that's according to the insurance company what they what they said in an alert to customers to clients mm-hmm. The company noted that while there are no common or international rules governing the use of drones, rules and regulations can change from one country to the next, so it is up to the drone operator to adhere to local laws and their and their use, on their use at all times. Now, um, drones are increasingly being used for a variety of tasks in the maritime industry, not just for photography, but also for inspection of parts of the ship that are hard to get to by, uh, in, by people, surveillance, emissions monitoring, and even deliveries of objects that would require a vessel to bring something to the ship, and they are able to do small objects with a drone. So there's a warning from this insurance company to its customers to be careful in the use of drones because obviously they, you know, I'm sure there are fears of terrorism related to drones that are um, valid. And so in different countries, different rules. If you are somebody who is interested in using a drone, if you're a private citizen, um, here's a little bit about what our FAA, Federal Aviation Administration, has to say about drones. The FAA refers to drones by their... um, I guess they call it a proper term, Unmanned Aircraft Systems. It outlines its policies for use in the U.S. in detail, and there's a, a big document about it, but basically here's, here's some of the gist. It's considered to be a model aircraft. Um, you need to fly below 400 feet if you're going to use a drone and remain clear of surrounding obstacles. You need to keep your aircraft within visual line of sight of you at all times, You need to stay away from manned aircraft operations, and you can't fly a drone within five miles of an airport, so we do have the airport, the Astoria Warrington Airport here in the area, unless you contact the airport and the control tower before flying and clear it with them. You don't fly it near people or near stadiums, and you don't fly an aircraft that weighs more than 55 pounds, so that limits the size of any drone you could use under FAA rules. And... um, Don't be careless or reckless with your drone. You could be fined for endangering people or other aircraft. So interesting that now we have this uh, kind of remote-controlled, unmanned aircraft that is being used in more and more um, capacities within industry and uh, by private citizens. And so now there, there are actually rules about how to use them. A couple of additional caveats about drone use, national parks in the U.S. have banned the use of drones within their confines, and the airspace around Washington, D.C. is also restricted. No drones there either. Now, the rules for commercial use of drones are are likely somewhat different, you just have to look it up with the FAA on that one if you happen to be a company who wants to use drones. But uh, anyway, I thought I'd share a little bit with you about how drones are being used increasingly in the maritime industry. And uh, for some very good and valid uses, but evidently, as you can see, they're not, uh, they're regarded with suspicion in many areas for good reason. You've been listening to the Ship Report, the show about all things maritime. I'm Joanne Rideout. Thanks for listening. You can find a podcast of this program on my website at shipreport.net. Have a great day.